Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. And remember, Daniel's uh, 12 chapters long. The first six chapters are the chronology of Daniel's life, accounts from Daniel's life. The last six chapters are dreams and visions that Daniel had. These dreams and visions would have taken place in his life, of course, in the first six chapters. Uh, Also, in the first six chapters, we see uh, dreams and visions that kings have, okay? We've already encountered some of that with Nebuchadnezzar. Now we're in the fourth chapter, and this is actually a very, very interesting, really an amazing chapter. It's a rather long chapter, so we have to take it in little small bites. But uh, there's some things I want us to see from the get-go, okay? Uh, If you pay attention to some stuff here, you will see a little bit, or really more than a little bit, you'll see a great deal about how uh, the kingdom of the Most High God works, okay? God has a human family. We're aware of the human families, but he also has uh, a divine being families, okay? There are other creatures, other divine beings. In this chapter, they're actually called watchers, okay? Watchers. The book of Enoch speaks a great deal of the watchers, okay? That's not a canonical book, but it's a useful book. And so we'll see the watchers here. Also, there's a dream involved in here. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, another dream. And we can see and learn a great deal as to how to handle dreams, how to interpret dreams, uh, a, a good bit of just the process of it, okay, the process of how someone interprets a dream. If you pay attention to what's happening and what's going on, <clears throat> also we, we learn a great deal about God and who he is and how he does things and how he rules and reigns. So anyway, let's just begin here. This is chapter 4 of Daniel, uh, beginning with verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language that live in all the earth, may your peace abound. Now this is really important and really interesting from the get-go here. Nebuchadnezzar is the one that's speaking here. Nebuchadnezzar is the one that is uh, uh, communicating something to the people. And this entire fourth chapter is Nebuchadnezzar's writing. Well, isn't that interesting? Okay. Now, it may be Daniel writing Nebuchadnezzar's account, writing of it, okay? But it's Nebuchadnezzar proclaiming all this stuff. So the first thing that he declares is, okay, here, this is who I'm writing to. I'm writing to all the peoples, the nations, everybody of every language, all that live in all the earth. First thing he declares to them, may your peace abound. (laughs) Well, that right there is interesting of itself, is it not? Up to this point in time, Nebuchadnezzar has not struck us as somebody that's interested in peace abounding. Has something occurred? Has something happened? As I said in one of our earlier episodes, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is a rather enigmatic uh, character. Uh, When we get done with this chapter, I think we'll know a lot more about him and have a better understanding about him. A lot of times we just know him from, uh, you know, his besieging of Jerusalem, of him throwing the three Hebrew young men into the fire, that type of thing. 
But, you know, it's actually very rare when anybody teaches or preaches on this chapter right here. So the first thing he declares is, may your peace abound. We might give heed to that. Verse 2, he says this, It has seemed good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. So he's declaring here that the Most High God, not all of his gods, but the Most High God, he's learned some things. He's had a dream. Daniel interpreted that, remember, in uh, chapter 2. He's actually seen how these Hebrew men, how they flourished above all the ones of Babylon. We saw that in chapter 1. We saw in chapter 3 that the Hebrews wouldn't bend, they wouldn't bow, they wouldn't burn. They quote the old song, right? He's already seen this. But it says, it seems good to me to declare the signs and wonders which the Most High God has done for me. There's something that he's wanting to communicate. There's something that has happened in his life. Now, verse 3. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. It looks like Nebuchadnezzar has had something happen to him. It looks like he has learned something. What is he declaring here? What do we see? He had already declared to Daniel that Daniel's God was the most high God. But now he's saying the most, there's things that the most high God has done for me. There are great signs. There are mighty wonders. And then he declares his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And his dominion is from generation to generation. So Nebuchadnezzar is moving further and further away from this uh, pluralistic type of society where there's a multitude of gods to an acknowledgement and awareness that the God of Daniel is the most high God, that he is the one that has given these great signs. It is he who has done the mighty works. It is he who has a kingdom that is an everlasting kingdom. And it is he whose dominion is from generation to generation. Dominion carries the idea of what? Well, uh, sovereignty, a domain, okay, dominion, a realm, power, and authority over. Okay, So he's acknowledging that this most high God is truly the most high God, that his dominion is over all the other gods. Now, most of us in our world today would go, well, there's only one God, so there's not other gods. There are other gods. And we're going to see them. We're going to see these watchers. There are other Elohim. There are other divine beings. Now, they're not God because God is the most high God. They were created by God. So they're not on the level of the most high God, Father, Son, and Spirit. But there are other divine beings. Some interesting things here. So just to recap all this, what do we see? Nebuchadnezzar is declaring to all the peoples and the nations of every language, everybody that lives on all earth, First of all, he declares peace over them. May your peace abound. That's a little interesting. And then he says, you know what? It seems good to me to declare some things, to declare the signs, the signs, the great signs of the Most High God, to declare the mighty wonders of the Most High God that he has done to me, to declare his wonders of his kingdom, and to declare that his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation 
the generation. <clears throat> there seems to be some things that have happened within the heart of Nebuchadnezzar. We'll see. The next verse, which we'll pick up in the next episode, actually starts the account. And Nebuchadnezzar says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and flourishing in my palace. So he's setting the scene here. He's setting us up for what occurred. Because whatever it is that we're about to see has brought forth this transformation that we've seen. These first three verses right here. I think it's an amazing thing. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in that next episode.